Okay, so it's been how long now? Is it how long has it been? Uh, It's been seven months since the last end episode of the podcast. Okay, so. It looks like I got a lot explaining to do. So, where shall we start? Okay, there we go. Somehow, audio was not recording. And I hit pause. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to a brand new edition of the J Money Talks podcast. We're finally back. After practically seven months, almost eight, and I apologize for being that late for that long, I did not mean to, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, let's just say things happened, uh, a lot of things happened, and uh, things pretty much took place. Um, one of them, among them, I pretty much, as you can see here... We're in a whole new location. Uh, this is not my the room, my old, uh, my family's room. This time, I am now living in my own apartment. So, this is my own apartment. It's a one-bedroom apartment. It's actually, it's an old-style apartment. Now, living room, kitchen's kind of attached to it. I got a small hallway, bedroom, my own bathroom, and all that stuff. Uh, if you guys want to see what it's like, you on my YouTube channel, I did a apartment tour video. So if you guys want to know what's going on there, go uh, watch that video right there. So to see. So we got a lot to talk about and a lot to cover, and a lot to cover. And I, where should we start? I guess first of all, where I have been, why I've been gone for so long. Well, first of all, um, during my uh, time off time away from the podcast uh one of the first things was i pretty much had a i on in april my uh grandfather my late grandfather uh pretty much had had inheritance from my late grandfather and basically i was basically the my uh grandfather's house got sold and estate stuff was taking was taking a while, and finally they got that taken care of, and I was able to get pretty much my portion of that. Um, basically, mom like for family members, like my I got a portion, my sister got a portion, my dad got a portion, like and a few more family members uh, got portion of each got a portion of the estate. The issue was like some stuff with the IRS involving taxes and like a few other things but that got taken care of and basically during that time frame I was gone I was basically focusing a lot of time into a paying off bills for one number two buying a, buying a new, brand new laptop uh, upgraded uh, to a whole new laptop which I got here, which is actually a Windows laptop, and it's like, this cost me like over three grand, and uh, 
which cost me over three grand. A pretty much had some fun. Uh, we're not going to acknowledge what type of fun it is. Uh, we're not going to go into it. Let's just say there were some things, things with some chicken wings involved here. We're not going to, I'm not going to confirm nor deny who it was, where's money involved. Just know I've had some, I had at least some entanglements. So we'll just keep it at that. As, uh, as J. Pinkett Smith would say, some entanglements with, uh, women of the night. Um, and a good chunk of it was paying for his apartment, and, um, most recently I also had to, and, uh, basically pay for food and, and going out to eat and stuff. So, basically doing stuff, uh, on the time off, uh, right the week before, week of moving to this apartment, I end up contracting COVID-19. And before you ask, am I vaccinated? Yes, I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, everything's, I'm fully vaccinated. I was fully vaccinated when uh, it was time for uh, individuals 18 and up to get the vaccine. So I uh, was among the first to get it. So I got that Pfizer, if you're wondering. Double Pfizer. Okay, so. So, um, so yeah. Um, what happened next? So. How did my, what happened with, when I got COVID? Um, how did I get it? How did I contract it? Well, on, uh, on July, in July, the, my, when my friend, musician friends, Alex, uh, uh, Matt, uh, aka Rosario, had a, hosted a show with, uh, Forrest and, uh, Henry, uh, Henry Gritton, a, by the way, great artist, by the way, uh, also, uh, special guest is Mossy, Mousy Music, uh, shout-outs to them, they had a great show in July, uh, it was a great show, uh, and I pretty much went out with them, and then also attended, decided to go attend an after-party with them at a bar called High Horse, which is, which is, Looks small in size, but in actuality, inside it is fucking massive. And that place was packed to the gills. Was any mask worn? Nope. And did I choose to wear a mask? No, I decided not to at the concert and at the after party because I was like, you know what? I'm vaxxed up. I'm fine. I think I can. I can handle this. And my dumbass realized, no, you can't. <laughs> I learned a very valuable lesson at that moment. So, yeah, during the week of moot, well, how did I know I got it? Well, the two free days after after the concert, some of my friends got were pretty much tweeted out that uh, they were positive, and. I was on them. I was on. I was like kind of close contact with them, so I knew there could be a chance I could get it. And I kind of was starting to feel a little rundown. I was feeling a little wheezy. I was starting to feel a little something going on. So I was like, you know what? Let me go get this checked out real quick. 
So, how did I find out? Well, it was actually the day I actually signed a lease to the apartment. Like, the day I very, I pretty much signed a lease to the apartment. Uh, right after I signed the lease, I pretty much told my dad, like, hey, I'm going go to the, to an immediate care center, get a COVID test real quick, and see if I got COVID or not. Because since my friends got it, I want to check if I got it too. I need to check if I got it or not. So, went to the Mia Care Center, took an hour or so, got the tests, and basically my uh, my thoughts were positive, were confirmed. I came down with COVID. So, I tested positive for COVID. They ended up scheduling me a uh, an appointment, do some treatment, and do treatment, and do a treatment for tomorrow, for next day, which was Friday, which was actually the start of me moving pretty much a big bulk of furniture, like the couch, the dining table, the TV, and like the desk, and like all of the big things. Uh, a lot of them you can see on the apartment tour video. In the apartment tour video, which I did for like on YouTube, um, in a lot of that stuff happened, and I ended up getting this, so I was doing that. So this is how Friday went. Like Friday should have been a day I should have just straight up rested my body, but since I had all this moving stuff to do, I had to go get it done. So on Friday, on that Friday, this is how it started off. I woke, waking up, started off waking up, going to uh, this, going to the one place where I'm doing the COVID treatment. And how this went is, first of all, you're in your car. You go in your car. Then a nurse will come in, get you. And you pretty much, they just drop you off. And for like, and they bring you into this room where there's an IV. And basically they pretty much just inject. And in the IV is the, is an antibiotic called I believe what I got was Regeneron, which is kind of one of the, I got in, was Regeneron, so, was Regeneron, and, uh, sorry about that, kind of got one little bug here, which is kind of one of the downsides of living in this apartment is, you are dealing with roaches, <laughs> and yes, you heard me correctly, I said roaches. Because that is what I got. Because what happened is my what happened is in this apartment, I end up having this place is kind of festival with roaches. So, but I'll get to that chapter when we get to it. Let's just focus on what happened right now. So, <clears throat> so I end up doing this treat. I ended up going through this treatment and for about like two, like two hours, where they pretty much put an IV of basically the Regeneron, which pretty much like coated your means your cells, and would make sure the virus doesn't like spread. So that I had to have that happen. Then I had to like. 
go to L to the LG and E office to get the electric bill in my name, which is one thing, which is another thing. I then had to spend that after that was done, which took like an hour. Then I had to spend like another hour, two hours dealing with Spectrum and having to get my the internet my internet in order to work to work I need to have a Wi-Fi connection I need to have Wi-Fi I need internet connection and pretty much have that hooked have that set up ready to go where when it's time to install install it I'm already set to go to work like Monday like following like Monday so yeah that was something had to deal with that then I pretty much then once that's so I had to do all of that then became the big then we became part where we started moving stuff having to meet the movers get some majority of the furniture out of one place because it was uh, my bed and like and some of the other things out of that apartment of the place that I got the furniture from and move bring that to the apartment because and understand something here I live where my family lives at is in the, like the eastern part of Jefferson County where I live at is pretty much close to downtown so I live all the way across town. So it's like 15, 20 minutes. And that moving process took like a good hour and a half, maybe. Just bring all the boxes and bring all the, bring all the boxes, bring all the items like the cabinets, the couch, the, like all the big stuff, get some of the stuff set up and all this stuff done. In order to get done. So that was pretty much a large hassle. That, And by the time I was done. Was able to like. And actually get food. And actually I. We did this. Without having much food in our system. Me and my dad's system was. It was like 9 o'clock. To where we were able to just say. Alright we're done. It's done. We can go. And basically we were. We didn't do much until like Saturday, where we actually rested all day Saturday, but already Saturday and just went over and did some stuff Saturday evening, and then did stuff Sunday, and then did stuff Sunday, and then pretty much we did more stuff Sunday and Monday, and then have a place at least somewhat livable by Monday, that Monday. And basically from that point forward, I pretty much began isolation from there from like 10 days, which is even mess. What was messed up is like, I actually said, had an appointment like during like my isolation period, technically in the middle of like my isolation period. So I had to wait another week or two until like my actual appointment. And that appointment was basically like, I believe doing my labs or at least going over the lab results of the results of my physical. So that was basically uh, the 
the bait, the craziest, the things about the thing about that whole process was pretty much doing dealing with that. So one of the good things and bad things about living in the apartment, it's not bad. There are some I say some things I'm like I'm not annoyed. Some things are kind of like a. As an older apartment, I have some slight, uh, majority of the doors I have is like sliding doors, and all of them are off track. About all of them. There was at one point I couldn't even close the door to my bedroom, which, luckily enough, someone found a way to like make sure I can close this door. So, close that door. Uh, had to like get some cabinet doors fixed, and a couple other things. And a couple other things fixed up. And uh, some things are taken care of. Some things are kind of still iffy. But I'm like, it is what it is at this point. I'm like, it is what it is. The only thing that's a prevalent issue, and it's still a prevalent issue, is basically the insects. Because right now, I deal with a lot of insects from, mostly it's roaches. Like, from, and they're, like, small little roaches, small, like, baby roaches, like, very small, like, little, little things, to, like, some, like, as I say, the length of, I say, half the length of my finger, maybe, half the length of my index finger here, so, yeah, that's, and that's something that's been around, the last apartment had, like, a ton of, like, food and junk and stuff and it was like and like the window here one of the little windows here had a crack had like a had a hole little hole cracked open and it was like so that was letting insects come in every which way but sunday till sunday but sunday and probably on sunday as well so i had to deal with that so i've been dealing with that Pretty much the first month, pretty much used up a ton of bug spray. Then, like a month or two later, they actually they actually sprayed my older sis, my neighbor's apartment here, aka my older sister. They actually sprayed her apartment, and in though I had mine in the work orders and on the more many work orders, they finally did mine like two weeks later. And did they do much? Did it do much? It did some, but it's pretty much made it worse. So, I pretty much got a... So, I'm probably going to get more bug spray eventually. And also get some things to, like, really get into some places where some of these roaches are getting into. And, yeah, this is something that should have been dealt with, like, day one. Or like the day I actually signed the, I applied for the apartment. I should have had this should have been taken care of when you guys were packaging stuff up and cleaning the stuff out, cleaning stuff out. Like this should have been like instant dealt with. This should have been like, like out of the snap of my fingers, insects gone. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is, and and I know how much you're asking, like how much is rent? It's like. It's five seventy five a month, but, and I know what you're thinking like, and it's five seventy five a month for one bedroom, and it's like, well, you pay what you get. So, I mean, you can say that, but 
let's be real, I have not dealt with insects. <laughs> I've never dealt with a roach issue. Number one issue I've had is pretty much just occasional ants and occasional like house flies. It's pretty much the usual house fly and slash and slash or fruit flies and gnats, basically. So that's pretty much all I've dealt with in terms of apartments. And uh, so overall, it's not bad. I say one thing is during my time away, I've pretty much gained a good amount of weight. I mean, I've gained a good amount of weight. I was doing good when I was actually. I did good last year, but by this time I actually gained some of the weight back. So as you can see, I pretty much have gained weight back, and I needed, and I haven't. That's mainly because I've been busy with dealing with the apartment and dealing with uh, a few other things in between. So yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Why I've been gone. It's kind of a large sum of it. And I know this. There's a lot of things I've missed. Like like OnlyFans. Basically banning porn. Banning porn. And then realizing. Oh we lose. We'll lose everything we own. If we cut it off. NFL football is back. And I can. I want to talk about my Ravens. I will talk about them. And now college football is back. The NIL thing. Now, Louisville's bas men's basketball pretty much is facing the death penalty in a minute, some point soon, and like every other way but which. And yeah, there's a ton I know I I've missed, and I apologize. I wish I, cause honestly, I wish I did them sooner. Some things I kind of wish I kind of want to do like my own videos on it, so. I guess, let me just go quick on some of the things, like the OnlyFans, let's start with the OnlyFans thing, uh, OnlyFans, what they were trying to do, like, personally, to me, I, and here, my thing is this, like, if you do anything involving sex work, as well, I don't chastise anybody who does sex work at all, I have been a customer of many sex workers, so I will say that I don't care what you do in the street, out in the streets. The streets is your domain, and OnlyFans is your world, that is your domain, that's, I'm not going to touch it. I mean, I, now, a while back, I did touch it, and realized in the first week or two after I used I've got my hair is I use a good chunk of money on OnlyFans on OnlyFans girls so and I realized yeah this is not that's not good not good because I probably spent like I say about a thousand yeah I had a problem yeah let's just say this I had a problem and I pretty much stopped <laughs> let's just say this I stopped as soon as possible as soon as I realized I am a grand less than I am now down the grand. Okay, I need to stop. And, and it's not just that. It's also like mobile apps, transit, mobile app microtransactions. So that too, that too was an issue. So, and that's something I am still working on, on solving. 
but that's still yet. We're working on it. Trust me, I am working on it. So, that is something. And, anyways. Um, that is, but to me, I'm like, I'm just like, my thought process was like, really? Of all the things you were going to do, you're going to ban the thing that made you popular in the pandemic. The thing that pretty much made you relevant was pornography. Was sexually explicit content. Okay? And you are choosing to ban matches. Like, do you not realize 95% of your subscriber base, 95% of the medium of the media consumption, and 95% of your income is coming from horny ass niggas, okay? And you choosing, let's ban the horniness away. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Like, okay, and seriously, like, OnlyFans was not thinking about it. So, if you don't know... So, in case no one knows, if you lived on a rock like me, basically, OnlyFans chose to ban pornography, uh, sexually explicit content. Basically, they were trying to create, like, an only... Basically, they are trying to make OnlyFans, like, TV. They are trying to make more family-friendly. Try to be, like, a YouTube... A new YouTube or a new, like... Uh... A more family-safe Patreon. And the thing was... Was during this pandemic... Was... The thing about the pandemic was... It... OnlyFans pretty much gave sex workers... Much more of a platform of... Being able to... Allow people to create... And also... Uh... Sell pornography and like... Sexually explicit content. And the thing was... And my thing is like... Because it was kind of like... To me the thing about this was like... It's kind of like how the NFL is handling taunting and it's like what is that supposed to do what is that going to do like like and I was like there was a point in time they were playing on Bane Nudie because I think they were going to try to do something with mobile apps I think someone with Apple and like Android like they were looking on getting a dose of that sweet sweet app mobile ad money which even then you're still not a lot of people was going into is using OnlyFans for cooking. They were gonna use OnlyFans for like cooking, cooking, fitness, and like comedy and other stuff and music and other stuff. I'm like, we can do all that with YouTube. <laughs> you, you don't need to do that stuff with. We don't need to use your shit. No one's going on there for cooking, unless them bitches are naked. So. Uh, so, what were my thoughts are on this? What, I, what did I think about that whole thing? Uh, my personal thing was like, they were doing something that was, I feel like was dumb. Mostly because of their banking partners. It was kind of like how uh, Pornhub pretty much had to stop, had to like stop, uh, had to take off a significant portion of their, of their stuff off the website because of, the child porn stuff and which should have been covered and now a lot of people are probably wondering like well couldn't they just go back to the hub and do that stuff well the thing about the hub is it's kind of hard to monetize your shiz 
to monetize your stuff and it's hard to like get your videos like on their site because they're only doing anything that's verified so and if you want to be popular your videos to be popular or any content on the hub popular you pretty much gotta do is you either gotta take a dick the size of pretty much my forearm or you're taking a gang of dicks so it is one of two options is either you're taking a giant dick or a gang of dicks so it is it's pretty much a it's that's kind of what it is i mean some things are a niche thing other things is kind of niche thing so you could i mean you could do some things that make you sit makes it very you could be popular but that's not a niche thing but if it's if it's really something that you want, the only the thing that's gonna be popping is is pretty much uh, some big ass chick gets decked down by. <laughs> it's just it's going to be one of those videos. Not nothing like involving nothing like that. So it's or so yeah, that was the thing there. And but what it things it spawned was pretty much there are now some alternative sites that have come up that is starting to work on it that they're doing now to uh in case because what happened was OnlyFans was gonna stop stop doing this on October first, actually. I believe after October first, I believe. They were gonna stop they were gonna the ban was gonna be in fact. Then I think two weeks later uh OnlyFans realized Oh, we make a lot of money from this Let's not ban. Let's. We're not gonna ban this now. We're just. And wait, no. I think they're. Do I think they're still gonna ban it? They said they were gonna suspend the ban indefinitely. So I feel like what's gonna happen is I feel like what's happening is, right now. OnlyFans rescinded from rescinded this ban. Probably gonna wait. I say. I say it's either going to happen one of two ways. Either one, they're just going to wait like six months. They'll wait either six months and run it back in 2022. Or they'll just do it like right as the new year begins. Like it's going to be something where they're just going to immediately just say, okay, we're banning it now. <laughs> we're banning porn in the beginning of 2022 like it could be they could do some it could do that which but now it's like right now if you were an only fans career i say i will say hopefully you are having some out using those alternative sites creating accounts on alternative sites and putting your content on those sites and get your money in from there because if you don't, you just sticking with only fans till the till that ban comes in. All I'm gonna say is, uh, lay, lay, all I will say to those lays, I know this McDonald's will be hiring or Popeyes. <laughs> and let's be real, if you have if you give great service like uh, a Miss Jayla Fox, trust me when I tell you this. You will get a manager position, trust me. If you give a quality service that lady has provided, you will get a manager position, trust me. <laughs> but I'm just joking. If 
Okay, so, but regardless, I'm my opinion is like the OnlyFans porn ban was kind of stupid. They kind of decided to go basically the closest thing that resembles it is the porn. It's pretty much Tumblr banning porn itself and nudity, and and I w I remember being at the, being on Tumblr when that happened when they announced it. I was I saw this and I'm like, I think they're gonna. I think Tumblr is dumb, and what happened next? Tumblr went. Tumblr was this was kind of up and up and then as soon as that porn ban hit, boo, done. So so so. I say my opinion on that was dumb. Thing is, I feel like now they're kind of like, I think they're kind of still trying to go family friendly, but it's like, bruh, you are known as a pretty much a porn site. Just accept it. Anyways, um, anyways, let's move on to another, to another popular thing was, I say the Twitch leaks. That is something I want to talk about is the Twitch leaks. And... What are my thoughts on that? Personally, to me, like, I don't... I've Last time I've used Twitch, really, was, like... I streamed on Twitch, was, like, 20... I say 2018, I believe. 2018. And that was when I was doing streaming... Was streaming video games and such. And I was streaming, v, streaming uh, Smash Bros. Uh, content and such. So... One of my thoughts about the Twitch leaks and like the stuff that's that transpires in finances and stuff. To me, it's interesting now knowing that some of these big big streamers aren't making like are kinda just as broke as me. <laughs> it's good that I know some of them are kinda broke as me. Do I wish? Do I think they're popular? Yes. Is it a has? Do I think they should make that type? Should their money? Do I feel like they should make time money? It's to me the main thing is like one of the things about Twitch is you are they make a good chunk of money from subs, the subs, the bits, almost all a lot of this shit is pretty much for is Amazon Amazon parent company of Twitch, Amazon is getting a cut. Basically, every sub you get, a sub is $5. Tier 1 sub is like 5 bucks. I say, I don't know how much Jeff Bezos takes out of that cut, but every sub is like free. It's probably 5 I say Amazon takes like 3 bucks out of that. You're, you get 2 bucks. And like, by the way, bits, that is a, that's a virtual currency that you buy from Amazon, basically spot from from Twitch, also known as Amazon. So, whatever bits you get, like if it's five hundred bits, which is basically five dollars technically, like Amazon's getting a cut too. Five hundred bits is like I think five bucks, five six dollars. Like Amazon's getting more of a cut from those bits than you are. So it's like. I, paid, I remember buying like about like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand bits, and that was like, and they were for one streamer buying because I wanted to like support one streamer, and that was, and that cost me like thirty dollars. Cost me thirty dollars. It would have been better if I just donated like 
like I feel like for thirty dollars, I don't know how. I don't know if Amazon gets a cut of their of the donations. I feel like that is. I think that part is going strictly is really really going towards the stream. I think that's going towards. I think that is directly to the to the streamer. I think the donations directly to the streamer, but the majority of the time, if people are donating in bits, it's Amazon gets a cut, and every sub, and also the Pro, Twitch Prime subs, those those Amazon's getting a cut of that getting a cut of it. Is getting a cut. It's not from you. That is Amazon getting a cut from that. And one of the things is right now is a lot of people in like younger generations, a lot of the top 10 jobs is now like, is now pretty much going to be a streamer and slash or a YouTuber, vlogger, content creator. Like that's Monnet. I'm on that group like four of those four things. A lot of people want to do that. And right now, it is, and that's one of the things is now is the way we live in a lot of the things on YouTube is like the monetization. Monetization of content, of your content, does, goes through some loops. Like a lot of things, like I think for like Twitch partner and like Twitch partner and affiliates, I, you have to stream, you're pretty much got to stream like eight hours a daily. You probably have to stream like daily, four hours a day, many days. You got to you gotta have to do a schedule, like free streams a week, four hours long or something. Like some, you got to do that. You got to have the followers, have a certain amount of followers, and also you got to have a certain amount of viewers concurrent viewers during your streams like if you in a lot of things like some some people and you think there are a lot of streams streams some of them get like for some of them will get three or four viewers some will get size some of the streams i did size i've had like a good chunk of them was like occasionally like one or two viewers pop up i'll have occasionally like one or two viewers like at most I said most I've had a one stream was probably I say ten at one one stream one good day streaming like it's ten like and that's and that's and that's the thing like especially if you're doing like say content it's like and the thing is about YouTube is like trying to be monetizable in twenty twenty one is kind of tough because you have to get a thousand subscribers. You also have to go. You have to have a certain amount of watch time. Like people gotta watch a certain amount of content, uh, a certain amount of content to count uh, watch time, and you also have to have no community guideline strikes, like no strikes on your record. And that is a and those are some steep slopes. And the thing about and that's the thing, like it's vlogging. You have to do if you're gonna vlog. The stuff you gotta do is prop has to be something interesting in order for it to get likes and clicks. Like right now, TikTok is like the easier avenue I've seen. Is like you can do like some dances and stuff for 30 seconds and then click it. Like now, it's right now they're actually right now YouTube is starting to do more of like the short content, trying to get into that TikTok life. 
and that's something that's going on now, and that's uh, that's a process. So I don't know what's uh to me like the whole Twitch thing is like it's crazy. Someone leaked that stuff, but it's also like one of the things I noticed is like somehow they found out like they found out like there's certain streamers that get special treatments than others, which. I knew that is something true because I feel like if Pokimane said like the word simp or like the word simp, which is a dumb word or incel or whatever, one of those like certain words, trigger words, I'm certain she would get a slap on the wrist. But if if someone like me said that word simp, I'm already banned in seconds. Plus, I feel like Twitch is kind of just is starting to get to was starting to get to a point where it's down bad because I remember seeing like. Some, there have been some things, like, they've had, like, one streamer, they banned, like, one streamer indefinitely for, because what happened is, like, there was, like, a one streamer who had a child, had a child on, she was, like, getting, like, DoorDash or Uber Eats or something, and, like, her kid was on the stream for, like, two seconds, and they banned her indefinitely for that, because... Well, any child under the age of 13 can't be left unsupervised or something, but it's like, well, she's going to get fucking food. Like, what's the, why are you banning her for getting food? For doing something like getting food? Okay, okay, Grant, she should just, like, put the stream, like, had that, we'll be right back screen overlay or something like that. Maybe. That should have been something. But it was, like, for two seconds. Like, come on. Yet... There, yet, yet in the same, yet in one stream, you got a streamer, some female streamer, and this is a female streamer, pretty much showed full, pretty much showed her ass and pussy lips on camera in 4K. Like, it, she got, like, literally, I don't think even anything happened. I mean, if you think about all the shits Eleni has done, like, throwing her cat... She had her cat lick her box on camera. She exposed a nipple on a stream once. Like, she has multiple events where she could be banned instantly. She should be insta-banned. I mean, size Switch has, like, these hot tub streamers. Switch has these, these hot tub streamers. They have a couple of, like, ASMR-type chicks on there. And it's like have these ASMR type streams and some of them are practically just almost damn near butt ass naked and I'm like is Twitch trying to be is Twitch trying to be cause I remember when Twitch I was on Twitch it was a place for gaming now it's like their direction is let's just make this a low make this the free free glorified version of like cam soda basically that one campsite like chatterbait or jerkbait or whatever the fuck it's pretty much the glorified version of that i don't know why it's becoming that it starting it started turning that way but at some point in time it's like someone has to get some of that needs to stop eventually it's like someone someone is was playing on like was I don't know the reason why that the individual decided to leak some of this financial information and all this stuff. It was either it's a runner employee or some 
pissed off streamer that got banned for something super light that makes no sense. And it's like, listen, if someone does some fuck shit, if someone does some shit and they don't get banned for it, why should I get banned for something that was similar? Like, you pretty much said the president for this guy is like punishment for V. It's punishment for V, but not for me. Like, it's some, it's a bullshit. It is, uh, so I'm like, some of the stuff with Twitch, God, it has, I know this, Twitch has to do a ton of things to fix themselves up, to fix themselves, and I'm hoping, like, eventually Twitch gets their shit together. Okay, so, let's get in, I guess let's go into sports, because we've been doing this for a minute, and let's get into this quick. So, NFL. So, let's go ahead, let's start with NFL. So, first of all, Baltimore, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, right now, NFL, uh, NFL started, since been going on for the past two months now, right now, my Baltimore Ravens are right now 5-1, and one. And at the time of this recording, it is Saturday, October 23rd, uh, 2021. Right now, the Ravens are now currently 5-1. and one. Uh, A result, which I say for a lot of fans, would be surprising. A lot of cases surprising, a lot of cases shocking. Considering what happened like the week leading up to the season, we pretty much lost pretty much J.K. Dobbins in the preseason finale. A few days later, lose Justice Hill, our first train, who was going to get more time as a backup to Gus Edwards, and then Gus Edwards gets in, gets a torn ACL. It's like two torn ACLs and a kit and a torn Achilles. And then you have Marcus Peters, one of our secondary members, gets injured, gets torn ACL out for the season. Like in those two injuries, the Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters injuries happen in the back to back plays in their same practice, and I'm like. And all I was, and you saw on my Twitter, I'm pretty much just like, <sighs> this team better make the playoffs this year, or else I'm going to jail for murder. <laughs> for probably murder, because I was probably going to kill, probably, I was going to fly to Baltimore, get go to the Ravens privately and pretty much murder every single person in the conditions after because I'm like, how in the fuck do you let this shit happen? <laughs> like, what are you doing in your practices? Like, listen, I don't know what y'all doing in your practices, but look, at this point, everything needs to be just, just half speed. Like, no, no full speed clip, full clip. No, we need uh, everyone half speed. We're no, we're walking through. We're walking through. We're doing the plays while walking. We're just gonna don't work it out. Just figure out what you should do. Uh, what you should do, okay? Because damn it, this shit was getting scary. So first game of the season happens. So we have first game of the season against the Raiders in their home opener first and in Vegas. I wanted to attend that game. Then I looked at the prices for tickets and probably how much it was going to be in total for a trip. And I just said, No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I said, You know what? I'm good on that. Um, Never mind on that. So, 
So that game ends and over that game goes overtime and we lose that one over a couple fumbles. And so I'm like 0 oh, and 1 and I'm like, "Well, we got a short week against Kansas the Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night football is at home. We're probably going to lose that one. So we're starting off 0 and 2. And our chance of getting in the playoffs is pretty much slim to none at that point. So, I'll go watch this game. We're down bad. I'm pretty much I'm pretty much drinking some tequila. I'm just like watching some of the performances, watching some of this, some of the defense doing doing what they're doing. I'm just like, you know what? Good. Well, we're losing this game. Fuck it. Everyone in this team needs to go, just go and fuck your wife tonight. You earned it. Like, you, you all earned paychecks. Way to go. Let's let's go 0-2 and let's end the season. Let's make the season be the worst painful thing ever. And then, then we end up coming back winning that game. And winning that game. And pretty much, I pretty much just like, I'm pretty much just, my drunk self is pretty much, is... Probably surprisingly didn't get noise complaints, but just popping off and going to and celebrating like let's fucking go. So that happened. Week three, we go to Detroit, take on the Lions. We're pretty much down. We're down nineteen seventeen. We're down. So we're down. We're down to our last play. Lamar Jackson gets one last great pass. And now Justin Tucker has to kick a 66-yard field goal, which would be the longest field goal in NFL history to win win this game. To a, and let us be 2-1. Justin Tucker kicks this field goal, hits the crossbar, and bounces in. We are now 2-1. Then, then, we go, then we have the Ravens play the Broncos. And this was pretty much a great game between two. And this was a pretty much a game between two former U of L quarterbacks coming, playing against each other on Sunday afternoon. And pretty much everyone in the NFL wants to watch, wanted to watch that game. Especially the city of Louisville wanted to watch that game. But somehow the Jets and the Titans somehow had to go to overtime and somehow neither one of them wanted to find a way to w- prove wanted to decide who wanted to win this game first. <laughs> somehow wanted to waste our fucking time, <laughs> made everyone miss a quarter, and basically ma- and basically in the second quarter, basically the Raven Broncos had it. You can only see the Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson duel for one quarter because the fucking Titans and the Jets decided to be fucking assholes. And on behalf of both, and on behalf of Ravens, Broncos, pretty much Lamar Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater fans, to the Jets and Titans, go fuck yourselves. Okay, Jack, for that week, go fuck yourselves. Derrick Henry's a beast, though, but fuck y'all. So. Derrick Henry's a beast in Tennessee. New York, you're doing good with Mikai Becton, former UFL offensive tackle. You're doing your thing, but still, fuck both y'all teams. <laughs> so, basically, we had that for one quarter. Ravens end up stomping them. 
Then, so now we're free in one. So I'm like, okay, we got a free game win streak. Now, okay, we got the Colts Monday Night Football. We and it's at home. We're on. Halloween is in a, going to be in the reign of honor. This is great. And then we pretty much somehow shit started shitting the bed for like three quarters. Colts are up twenty-two to three, and at this point, I'm like, well, they are pretty much winning this game. They pretty much winning this game. There's okay. They've they've led sixteen points or more. So every time they've are up sixteen points or more in going into the fourth quarter, they never lost. The last time they actually lost was the last game they played in Baltimore. <laughs> By the way, so the very entire time they've been in Indianapolis, they have never lost a game. Waiting up for 16 points, points in the fourth quarter. So it's like, there's no way we could, there's no way we're going to pull uh, New England and actually, no way the Colts are going to choke. No way they are going to pull Lisa Ann and suck and give us the 3,000. No way in hell. I'm like, and then we, and if uh, anything better than that, Lamar does his thing, scores touchdowns. I'm pretty much at work. Watching this game, trying to do my job, and I'm just like, oh yes, let's go! Oh my God, we they end they end up tying the game. Okay, we tie the game. Okay, but and then somehow, uh, the tight end side held one of our held our nickelback Tavon Young down like a bitch. Tavon Young had to retaliate, cause of unsportsmanlike my conduct. Penalty on, on us. Pretty much gave him a chance to get a field goal. And the dude misses it. Then the Ravens get the ball to kick off. Get the ball in overtime. And we end up going down the whole length of the field. Scored a touchdown and won the game. And now I know. And I know. There's probably a Colts fan in here. It's like the NFL overtime rules suck. That you guys got the. You guys got the game won from the coin toss. Here's the thing, if you can't stop, if you can't slow down Lamar Jackson to at least around the 30 and where Justin Decker just kicks a field goal, you guys get the ball and all you gotta do is go down the left field, kick another field goal, or score a touchdown to win the game, and y'all failed to do so. So, if you guys can't stop a team going 75 yards for a touchdown, you don't deserve a chance at the ball in overtime. I'm sorry, coulda, you know, you're saying like, oh, if we coulda got the ball, we would've scored on you. Well, coulda, shoulda, woulda, suck a dick. <laughs> so, okay. So, we're 4-1. So, I'm like, okay. We're 4-1. We've pretty much had to deal with practically four heart attack-ass games for the first five weeks. I'm like, okay, Baltimore, can you guys chill out? So we can relax before this, before I go see y'all in Baltimore and on my birthday weekend. By the way, I'll be in Baltimore uh, for the game between the Ravens and the Vi- and the Minnesota Vikings on November 7th. So uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, please, uh, if you see, if you're going to the game, say hi. Say, say hi. I'll be with my family. I'll be with my family at that, that weekend. So if you're in Baltimore, give me in the... Be much me and the and the family a nice uh, warm reception, please, if you can. 
if you can. So, I'm like, can the Ravens give us one? So, I'm thinking, okay, we're probably going to be in another heart attack. Heart attack against the Chargers. And I'm like, well, the Chargers are like, just beat the Browns in a shootout. And they've been hot this entire season. They're 4-1. We're 4-1. This is the best team in the AFC West. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. I thought the Chiefs were, but somehow the Chiefs started falling off. And now we're going against the Chargers. Alright, let's see how this goes. I'm thinking this is about to be a game the game of the year type of thing. This is how they hyped it up. Like, this is the game of the week. This is game of the fucking year here. Let's go. And the Ravens came in and did did, did job did their work and beat the ass. Basically just pretty much just pretty much brought LA over, bend them over, and fucked them raw. No condoms and no lube, no saliva, and fucked the shit out of them. And surprisingly, that was surprisingly a W. And that was a good W. And it was light, and by the end of it. Quarterback that took the knee was our backup instead of Lamar. So, yeah, that was good. So now, here we are now to this week. Basically, Ravens are five and one. They are the leaders of the AFC North, and currently have the best record in the AFC. And now we go. Now we're playing divisional football. We're finally getting AFC North football, the first division game of the year. And it's against, surprisingly, a pretty good Cincinnati Bengals team. So, what are my thoughts on the Bengals? If you ask me what my thoughts on the Bengals were, I was going to say pretty much dead last. I was pretty much going to say they were going to be dead last. I I feel like they could like, probably would have split a game against series, split their series against, against the Steelers, and get curb stomped and swept by the Browns and the Bengals, the Browns and the Ravens. So, my opinion, so, because I was like, when, and this is my thoughts are after the draft, because if you don't know what happened, the Bengals had a pretty much a prime, a prime offensive tackle, perfect for the offensive line that needed help, and instead of drafting him, they decided to draft Jamar Chase, who was pretty much the former wide receiver of their quarterback, Joe Burrow, who, I don't know, season was cut short due to a torn ACL because your offensive line was ass. And instead of helping him, you decided to get another weapon for him. And I'm like, why? So I'm like, so going into that season, I'm like, yes, Joe Burrow's going to run for his life this season. So... But surprisingly, in these four games, in these five games so far, the bank, actually six games, actually, pardon me, pardon, pardon, but after these six games, the Bengals have pretty much actually played like a complete team. They are actually winning these football games. They're winning football games. They beat the, they, uh, they beat the Vikings off a last second field goal. They lost the Bears. They beat the Jaguars by coming back on them and scoring like 24 straight points on them. They end up be smoking the Lions. They end up curb-stomping the Steelers, which could be that one game. 
And they did it in Hinesfield, so... And they did it at Hinesfield. They did it in Pittsburgh, so... And I'm like... And that offensive line looked good. And actually, the offensive line actually was good. Like, they actually have an actual good offensive line, which was surprising. But actually, what happened is somehow I thought Mike Brown was cheap, but I realized I need to invest in an offensive line. So... Is Mike Brown learning as a, as a, is Mike Brown actually learning as a GM? Or is it just, is this a bit of luck? So, I don't know. So, I just looked at that, just, and I'm about to, I don't know, I don't know. So, Zach Taylor is looking like an actual head, good head coach, surprisingly. The offense is amazing, it's doing good, like, defense is like, I'm on top 10 all around. Like, they are playing actually like the best. This is like the best Cincinnati has been for a while now. Last time they were this good was pretty much back in 2011 to 20, during that stretch in 2011 to 2015, where they had, where they can win division, they can win a couple division titles. They can, they can, they can, they are in a contention of being a playoff team, but they have always fell short in the playoff season. So, I don't know if it's like, I don't know how I feel about it. It's like right now, a broke clock is right twice a year, twice a day. So, I don't know. I mean, to me, I'm like, I'm hoping this is real. This is if, but for this one, the Bengals are probably a good playoff team. Now the question is, can they actually win a playoff game? I feel like Burrow is pretty much proving he's a leader and is proven like Hey, I'm the face of this rebuild. We are going to win a playoff game. We're finally in this fucking drought. Finally. Like, we've dealt with this bullshit for 30 years. I lived in Ohio. I grew up in this bullshit. I'm not going... We're not going through this no more. We we ending this bitch today. We we ending that drought for good. <laughs> so, I mean... Hey, I'm hoping... I Me, personally... Do I want the Bengals to be good? Personally? Yeah. Because honestly, because let's be real. It's time we, I, it's time I, we stopped looking at, I, it's time I stopped looking at, at the Bengals like a recurring punchline. And I feel like a lot of teams in the AFC North want the Bengals to not be a recurring punchline. Same thing with the Browns. Like, like they were pretty much a constant punchline. Like, we pretty much, pretty much, it's time we stopped treating, like, Stopped treating the Browns and the Bengals like pretty much the bottom bitches. Like who is getting the who who's getting the shit who's getting their shit rammed through? To, who wants to get their shit rammed for fuck through this season? Is it you, City or Cleveland? Which one of you wants to take the takes takes gets this gets their shit run through? And some years it's Cincinnati, some years it's Cleveland. So. Now it's this year. It's like somehow the series said, "You know what? My turn." <laughs> Hopefully the Ravens don't get in that situation. Hopefully, if that happens, I swear to you, I am not dealing with. I'm not going to be. All, you will not hear me from me on social media ever because I will not deal with the disrespect. I will not handle it. I've I dealt with some. I had to deal with this shit in middle school and parts of high school. 
I, this time around, I'm a grown adult. You try to say that bullshit, come with me with that bullshit, I am going to, uh, it's all on sight. <laughs> I will fuck your shit up. I don't care. You got weapons. I don't care. You got guns. I don't care. You got swords, knives, whatever the fuck you got. I'm coming for your ass on sight. You ain't saying, you ain't gonna talk that bullshit and you ain't backing up. Like, look, you wanna really go, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not dealing with it. I ain't dealing with it at all. I am not gonna deal with the fuck shits, okay? I'm not gonna deal with the fuck shit. I'm not doing deal with it. So, moving on. Moving on. So, to me, I'm like, I think a good Bengals team is probably great for AFC North. Like, pretty much, seriously, they already have natural rivalry. They already had natural rivalries with the Steelers and the Browns already. And pretty much a Ravens-Bengals rivalry would be something interesting. Especially now, because right now, Louisville has is now Lamar Jackson country. Now. Let's be real, and I'm going to be real. During those lean years, let's be real. I know there's Bengals fans watching. Let's be real. You joined the Ravens bandwagon because y'all, for the past few years, your team was ass. Now you can go, you can celebrate with your team, your goddamn cats. Okay, you goddamn pussycat motherfuckers, okay? Y'all can go deal with your team, and you can leave my team alone. You, you, okay? If you want to stay with us, that's fine. But until then, when it comes to your team versus my team, you if you were rocking a Bengals jersey in 2018, don't come in rocking a Lamar Jackson jersey, Ravens jersey in 2021, motherfucker. You you rode you rode with the Bengals beforehand. Stick with your Bengals, okay? Stay with your team. So this is pretty much the division. This is. What is this going to be for the next 10 years? This could be... A lot of people are saying this could be the Raven Steelers of the next decade. I'd always say possibly. It could possibly be that thing because this is... Finally, the Bengals finally have rebuilt and is, is redesigned, rebuilt. And now let's see if they can reclaim the AFC North and reclaim their spot on the AFC's best now. And... Take the spot of the, as take their position as the new powerhouse in the AFC. So, and the main thing is see if you can beat the Ravens. This is your first standing game. Now, honestly, both of us. Now, actually, to be honest, both teams could be five, could have been five and one. Honestly, it's just that somehow in the when the Bengals played the Packers, somehow both the kickers somehow could not kick a fucking field goal. To end the game. Surprisingly, Mason Crosby somehow found his legs. Evan McPherson somehow could not. So, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, I say this. Marma Fossar watching this game tomorrow. Uh, Ravens versus Bengals. Who do I think win? I say it's going to be, I still, I'm going Ravens. Personally, I'm going Ravens because, come on, I'm a Ravens fan. Come on now, I, I gotta stick with my Ravens. I'm sticking with Lamar Jackson in this one. Do I think 
Do I think we're going to go in blowout? I think it's going to end by between 7 to 10 points. I think the Ravens are going to cover that the points red, which is 6.5. They're going to is going to be end with them winning either a touchdown or 10 points. Between a 7 to 10 point spread. That's my personal opinion about it. So, so that's pretty much me. If you're going with like that and I don't know what's going to happen. And it's in Baltimore, so who knows. Let's see if whoever, what they got. That bang going to be loud and it's going to be crazy. So, I'm already sorry. No, though, all I know is this. We ain't seen Cincy, so we ain't going to no jungle. You going to the bank, and let's see if you got enough money in your bank or you overdrawn. Let's see if you got enough money in your bank account, bitch. <laughs> so, so until then, I'm, uh, so yeah. So, next, we got to go, let's talk about, let's move on from NFL football to now. Let's go into, that's enough about my Ravens. Uh, one of my thoughts on the rest of the NFL. Uh, Cardinals, six, being 6-0, six that's a surprise. That was kind of a shock. Uh, that was kind of a shock. Um, Buccaneers still doing their thing. Kind of doing their thing. They kind of lost, should have been blowing the, the Eagles the fuck out. Uh, Cowboys are doing are good, five and one. They probably are. They're in pace to win twelve games, be twelve and five. They're in pace to be twelve and five. I think twelve and five, maybe thirteen and four. So they're in pace to win it to win the East. They're pretty much winning the AFC, NFC East. They're winning the NFC East. Um, and North Packers, uh, of course, lean away. And pretty much, Aaron, actually, we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers pretty much saying he fucking owns the city of Chicago, which, well, truly, you don't, really. Fortunately, the McCaskey family owns that franchise, and sadly, they have ran that franchise around. But in terms of spiritually, um, basically, you could just say, I fuck the shit, you are my bitch. <laughs> because basically, it's like, it's either like, because it's basically, it's pretty much like Chicago pretty much knows, like, you are, let's be real, Chicago, you are pretty much Aaron Rodgers' bitch. Like, you are. Bears fans, listen, your your team, all his life, all his career, he has practically banged your team over and fucked y'all raw. Like, it is a Brazzers. You are taking this man's dick more than a at least ad in a Brass's film. Okay, you have taken that man shaft for all the way through. Like, like if we're gonna be real, this is the Bears and this is Aaron Rodgers, and he is just going right through there. He is just going through. He is ripped, destroyed your spinger. He is ripping. He is going deep in your guts. He is ripping, going into your heart and ripping that shit out. And if you hear that, that is my older sister's, my uh, older sister's dog, also known as, aka my niece, my uh, niece. Nezuko. Yes, her name is Nezuko. After uh, the little girl from Demon Slayer. So, yeah, she, my sister actually watched the show and 
loved it. So, yeah, that is her. So, yeah, let's uh, move on. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers pretty much does, I mean, I mean, you can say, like, the great mate Packers earned. I mean, great mate Packers may not be your father, but in this case, but in recent years, Aaron Rodgers has been your daddy. And basically every single day, you had to throw that ass in a circle for him. Like, you were... Basically, you had to work that ass for daddy. <laughs> okay? Like, okay, you had your ass. You had to work that ass for daddy, basically, for Aaron Rodgers. So, and that is Aaron Rodgers. So, all I'm going to say is this. Bears getting, got screwed. Or got, is getting wrecked. Uh, Detroit. Detroit Lions. Y'all are going through hell. Um, Y'all have had many chances of winning games and you guys somehow find the football guys find a way is somehow a goddamn cock tease basically you are she he is the football guys is just teasing you so much it is getting you towards the edge it is crying it is you're almost at the climax and then right as a second it's right as you're about to get it it just they just snap it away from you like quick like it you are I can see you all were tight. Y'all don't deserve the shiz y'all had. That 66-yard field goal was just a damn, like, shock to me. It was a shock. Like, literally to me. Like, literally, I was right here in this corner here watching the TV. TV on, watching this kick. I'm taking a knee, and I'm just hoping, like, please make this kick. I did I did a prayer. I was, like, on one knee, having a prayer. Like, please make this kick. Just knuckles like, please make this kick. And then I see the kick happen. He bounces on the crossbar. And I'm like, <laughs> for that moment, I will say, for three minutes, I was like, let's fucking go! Let's go! Let's go! And I'm seeing that. And I'm seeing this. And I'm like, damn. Y'all don't deserve any of this, really. But I, I mean... Y'all don't deserve it, but it's just, it feels, it's sad. Like, you have your head coach cry in the middle of the press conference because he is like, no team don't deserve this. And Detroit, you have been through this hell whole lot. I'm hoping this is a coach you want to have on your team. I'm hoping you give him the right, like, three or four years. Give him, like, three or four years he deserves. Like, give him three or four years. And hopefully, let him try to turn that franchise around. So, hopefully, just hope the forward family somehow finds a way to actually not fuck it over. <laughs> fuck him over. So, so yeah. That's going to be the main thing here. <sighs> Alright, let's see what else we got. Uh, the Steelers pretty much are complete ass. They are the bottom bitch of, of the AFC North, which is... I wasn't going to say surprised. I'm not surprised, but I'm not shocked by it. I'm kind of surprised, but I'm not too sh surprised by it. It's like, look, you're pretty much, you have a 40, you have a 39-year-old quarterback that is pretty much now, when you watch him, he can't even throw, he cannot throw the football, really. Really throw the football. You, you... He is now at the point you he can't even throw pump fakes anymore. Like he is just 
can't even do pump fakes anymore. You're like, he's four, 39 years old. Your pet, your offensive line was kind of patchwork for for the most part. Instead of drafting like offensive linemen or something to address it, like in the first couple rounds, you decided to get Najee Harris a running back, and and pet for your move a tight end, a tight end. So instead of working on on rebuilding offense on a new offensive line, uh, by the way, thanks for. Uh, Andrew, Alejandro feeling the wave of, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for releasing them. Great job. Good job, uh, Pittsburgh. Good job. <laughs> yep. So, so one of the things is, like, right now, you are down here. Luckily enough, this week, you got, I think this week's your bye week. So, you guys don't have to worry about much. And, um... Yeah, there's a lot more to go on, but I'm like, right now, you guys got to go through a whole lot more in the future. So, in the future. So, um, yeah, there's a lot more. So, um, all my thoughts are, so that was my thoughts on a lot of things. Uh, I say the, um, I got to talk about, actually, I have to talk about John Gordon my opinions on uh, John Gordon in case you don't know. Uh, basically, the Washington football team had an investigation, like DA or something, like went in and like New York Times found like 650,000 emails from the Washington football team, and somehow among the 650,000 emails, they found a lot of things of John Gruden, who was at this point, at the point of this of this breaking out, he was the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So. During a six-year period between 2011 to 2018, uh, John Gruden was pretty much said a lot of things. He was pretty much made pretty much pretty much listing off all things that basically you could say an MWT would all be back in 2011, but is not allowed today. <laughs> basically, he was he pretty much. Said a lot. He pretty much said a disparaging remark, racist remark about the NFLPA president, Demarcus Smith. Uh, something about his lips. His lips. Uh, he said some stuff about about Je- the Rams pressuring Jeff Fisher to draft Michael Sam. Uh, basically, basically said uh, pressure him. Gets queer. I think he said the F word. The the F word. Uh, he said some sexual remarks about the female refs and shiz. And he was sharing this with the former president of the Washington football team, Bruce Allen, who uh, at the time, which which at the time, at the time of those emails. John Gruden was an analyst for ESPN. Was also an analyst for ESPN. His brother, Jay Gruden, was a coach for the Res- Washington Redskins at the time. So, and the thing about this, these emails is like, he didn't even use a private email. No, 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 no. He used this work email that is connected with the NFL. So, he pretty much had all of these emails all on that. And the thing is, like... And there was like 650,000 emails, so a lot of things was like with the Washington football team is like, oh, they got a lot. If they got those emails of 
with Bruce Allen and John Green. I'm wondering what else do they got? I need to see what they have with Bruce Allen. I need to see there's gotta be some emails with Dan Snyder. There has to be some emails. I need to see I didn't know what their emails were. And I was expecting like, oh, Dan Snyder's gonna have this is being gonna be forced to sell this team. He is gotta sell that team. He has to resign from day to day operation. I'm like it is like the Washington football team may be gone, like or something like that. And then somehow at the end of it, Anvil did their own investigation, and somehow they said we couldn't find anything. Like, it, excuse me, a uh, pardon? What do you mean you couldn't find anything else? So you're telling me outside of the John Gruden emails with Bruce Allen. There was not much else other than like maybe one or two, a couple of emails with Bruce Allen and like one uh, lawyer for your for the league. That's it. Just nothing else. I, I'm just like I'm really just said okay. I call bullshit on that. So how did Washington handle that? See, handle that shit. So how did Washington? The Washington football team handle this situation like, okay, 650 email, thousand emails came from us. Pretty much a lot of stuff is probably in that, those emails that we're, we will see some point eventually. It involved us. We're in a lot like, I wonder what should we do to get some heat off of us? Oh, I know. Let's retire the jersey of one of our, one of the best players that ever was drafted on your, fr that was ever in your tr franchise, Sean Taylor. So, if you don't know who Sean Taylor is, Sean Taylor was a well-known cornerback who played a hard-hitting, aggressive style. He was kind of a headhunter. He was pretty much kind of a headhunter. Uh, back then, it was legal. It was perfectly legal. But that style pretty much made him a well-known household name, and it pretty much made him a famous name. And he was pretty much... Probably great in his prom. Like if he was, if he was still around in his prom, he would have went down as one of the best uh, corners in the game. But sadly, he was taken from us in, I believe, two thousand and six. Uh, let me search real quick. I believe it was two thousand six. I believe. Let me do my research real quick. Sean Taylor. There we are. And he... Oh, November 4th. It was November 27, 2007. Goodness. Yes, in November 27, 2007, he was murdered. And he was drafted fifth overall in 2004 NFL draft. Uh, he was... I believe Sean Taylor was the... Played... And Sean Taylor played for, um, I think he was part of the University of Miami. Yes, part of the University of Miami. He was a part of the, of the, the used resurgence back in the early to mid-2000s. So, played four seasons. He, uh, two seasons, 262 tackles, 12 interceptions, played 55 games. He was a defensive back. And he was a well-known player. And uh, yeah, he was a he was actually a safety, a free safety, actually for the Washington football team. 
Washington football team. He was a part of the he was a part of the Miami Hurricanes 2001 BCS national title team. And he was known for being a hard-playing player for his reputation. Due to some of his uh he was known for his ferocious ferocious hits. Uh several of his Washington football team teammates nicknamed him Meese for the expression of half man, half beast. Yeah, he made one pro bowl appearance in two thousand six and he actually did have a he did hit a player hard. Uh one uh what happened uh, murder happened was he lived in my he was he lived in Miami. He was born in my in uh, Florida, and uh, basically, uh, Sean Taylor sadly was shot by intruders in his uh, home, and he ended up dying of uh, the following day because of that. So he was and posthumously he actually earned a second Pro Bowl selection and second team All Pro honors because of the of the incident. And yeah, he was and he was in the league for four. He was in the league for pretty much four seasons. For four seasons. 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. So. So. Because what happened is he actually. Now he did serve. Now at one point in time. I believe some things happened where he actually had another. He had some uh, personal, personal, uh, some personal stuff happen. Some legal issues back in 2004 and 2005. And, um, yes, he was, and he has been known actually for this, has been known. Uh, NFL actually recognized the death of Taylor. Placing a number 21 decal on NFL players' helmets during the week 13 games. A uh, moment of silence held before each game that week. Uh, and uh, Ravens actually had a number 21 painted on the field. Washington had a football. They had a patch on the uniforms, warm up shirts, coaching jackets. They unveiled a banner, his locker. At uh, such and such park was encased in black glass and left the same way Taylor had left it at the time. They actually established a trust fund for Sean Taylor's daughter Jackie. Um, they end up having uh, so a lot of there were a lot of things that happened. So I think happened. So there are a lot of uh, layers. It is. So what happened? Um, I don't want to get too far into this, but yes, in he in the Washington Redskins Ring of Honor, he was inducted in November thirtieth, two thousand eight, and they actually September twenty twenty, they were going to one of the roads to lean the FedEx field was named renamed Chantel Road. Um, now some players switched their jerseys numbers to, uh, 21, to 21, and, uh, and 
So there is a lot of things from there. But before, but what the thing was, it's it was one thing for certain that the NFL that the uh, now now let me get into uh, what the thing was. While okay, this sounds like it's a good thing that they're actually honoring this man, this man, you know, they're honoring this player, this great player. It sounds like it was going to be a good ceremony. But in what they did was, they, it was pretty much done in probably the worst way you could do a ceremony. Um, for example, they, uh, this was announced on, I believe, three days before the game, like Wednesday or Thursday, like Wednesday or Thursday, they would have, and the ceremony was kind of just half bad, because what they did was they they had a they had a pretty much his jersey number painted on the on one side of the field one sideline it was supposed to be blocked off but keep in mind this is they had the Kansas City Chiefs play in this game and one of the and somehow some way they ended up having a pretty much Patrick Mahomes uh brother brother I don't know if he's younger brother was actually standing in that closed off area in that uh, where the number was closed off it was supposed to be closed off and this man did a fucking TikTok in that on that place they did a now when they presented the, like the name of the road Chandela Road there was fucking porta potties they did it in front of fucking porta potties. Dan Snyder didn't even like the owner, Dan Snyder, and taking a picture with the family, didn't even dress like appropriately. He wore like a fucking hoodie, like a Washington football team hoodie, because I'm like, I'm guessing like he, the dude has all of the previous team with a previous name, which we're not going to say because we don't want to disparage anybody here. Pretty much had all those things, so he's like, well, I can't wear this. Let's see, what's the only thing that has Washington football team on here? Uh, oh, I got a hoodie. All right. Just toss it on and just walk, d- took a photo with the family. I'm like, what the fuck? And they, like, they had a ceremony halftime, and it's like, they didn't even look like a proper ceremony. Like, I think there was supposed to be someone like by the name of Joe Gibbs who was supposed to attend the ceremony. He sure could have attended the ceremony, but he... Couldn't because I believe he is uh, Joe Gibbs is like the owner of Joe Gibbs Racing, so they couldn't they couldn't have waited till like towards end end of the season. Like if you were going to retire this man's jersey, retire that man's jersey, and do what you were going to retire this man's jersey, why? Of all the day, it's one thing you do it days, like days after all these email scandal comes out. You do this ceremony, but you do it in the worst possible way imaginable. Like it is the worst possible way imaginable. Like you do it in a worst type of thing. They pretty much just cheaply retired their jersey just to get the heat off of 
all this shit involving this email stuff and whatever is on those emails, and especially the investigation, because I think there was a part of it that was an EEA investigation, and other things led to this, to the emails becoming a thing, and all this heat coming at you. And I'm just like, to me, I'm like, and I know, and I know I have family who are racist against, but let's be real. I'm probably sure a lot of them would agree with me when I say this. Dan Snyder is an asshole, is a piece of shit. Fuck him for doing that shiz. To me, I say, fuck him for doing that shiz. Dude, just sell the fucking team. You are pretty much, like, you say you have a, you're trying to change the culture and all these things, but you still have residues, but all the stench. Like, you could take a bunch of showers. It's, right now, it's proven, like, look, you can do all these, like, they've done, like, the first he hires, they've, the president's black, and, like, some person at, of, is, like, an Asian woman, and, like, all these, the first he hires, you've had, like, let's be real, like, Dan Snyder, she didn't want to change the name, what it was, to the football team, because of, because, like, it's a heritage thing, it's not disrespectful, the name is disrespectful, it's not disrespectful, yet it kind of is, so, they could, he could have changed this a while, it, but it only took until FedEx has said, you know what, we are, don't want to let our company be associated with this, with this team, so, you know, we're going to drop our, our branding of the field name, so, instead of us being called FedEx, you're just called Washington Field, whatever, or whatever you were going to call it, you would, had to replace the team who would be named the field after, and then it was like, that money was about to go away, so it was like, okay, alright, change the name, because he was losing not on that income. So, it's income, like, you've tried to change the culture, like, you had to fire a team president, like, Pretty much, you've had scandals upon scandals. Like, you had scandals involving, like, cheerleaders. That's actual harassment lawsuits. You've done some bullshit with your fans. Seriously, like, now you're, you're staying be, it's like half full, half, it's half full, like, in recent years. It's been, like, half full. Like, and, and the only time it gets full is either when the Cowboys are playing, y'all, when your division rivals play against y'all, or or it's the Ravens, or Ravens, you're playing against Ravens, Ravens, and maybe some other teams. Your team and is overrun by like Bears fan or whoever is playing y'all at home that year. So to me, it's like Dan Snyder is a cl- was a clown, was a clown. He's been a clown for years. And the fact that he should, that he did that, did this ceremony just to get heat off of an email scandal that's still ongoing because now Congress is kind of getting involved in that on the NFL's, kind of in the NFL's investigation. They're kind of trying to look at the documents and I think they're probably going to eventually get the emails some way or another. Want to look at the emails themselves and make a decision because... Right now, if something's happening, I'm if the if 
fucking isn't the one time, and actually Congress wants to do this, and I'm like, now let me say this, it's good at Congress, so this is, and this is actually something about bipartisan support, like, literally, so Congress, so this is the one time I'm personally going to say, it, Congress is actually going to get after the NF, basically of all the stuff involving infrastructure and the climate change and all this is, they can't agree on this, but once it's NFL's involved in this, Okay, let's put the guns down. Alright, let's stop fighting. Let's get together and work on this. I'm like, it's a whole clusterfuck. I still, I see this. Dan Snyder should have sold this team a long time ago. I believe, personally. Dan Snyder kind of should have sold this team a while back. Do I think he should sell this team now? Absolutely. Will he? No. Is he ever somehow, now he's, he's pretty much fucked. Because he's either... The NFL going to have to do something to get rid of him, or somehow the U.S. Congress somehow is going to do that, and I'm hoping whoever is going to be the new owner of that team, they actually make a new name and say, like, listen, that this team culture, this regime of this to this point is dead, this is the new this is the new team name. This is the beginning of a new era. And this time, what first team jersey we're going to retire is Sean Taylor's jersey. And this time around, we're going to make sure that jersey retirement ceremony is done in the best way possible to honor a man, a great player. To honor a great player. And that's what they should have done. So, personally me, personally me, my, my thoughts on the Snyder, to me, fuck him. You pretty much... Seriously, the Washington football team was known for years as a respectable franchise, and now you've pretty much butchered that franchise to the fucking ground. So, personally to me, and personally to a lot of people, fuck them. You kind of, you pretty much ruined RG3 off jump. You pretty much ruined RG3. You pretty much squandered a lot of things. You've done a lot of stupid shit. To me, fuck them. So, to me, Dan's there. Fuck him. I believe this. Sean Gruden, did he deserve to get fired? Yes. Because in 2021, in 2021, everyone, actually, the NFL had to do, had, did a lot of PR of saying like, hey, football is inclusive to everyone of everyone in the, in the LGBT community. Exclusive to the LGBT community. Plus, you had one of your players come out during the offseason, before the season started, that he was gay. Come out as gay. He is the... You have a player in your locker room. It doesn't matter if ever players in that locker room forgave you. There's no way that Carl Nessib, by the way, he was the... who came out can stay be in the same locker room with a coach that pretty much used the F word. There's no way he's staying with that team. Saying he's going to play, another, probably would play another step until that guy's gone. The issue, one of the big issues was the Raiders, why didn't they like, suspend him or like make sure like until the like, investigation happens that that um until an investigation somewhat happens, that Carl, that um, John Green, uh took a time pass until the investigation comes through. 
until the investigation was done. Wade lay on coach against the Chicago Bears that last game of the season. Which, by the way, the Bears won that game, beat their asses, beat their asses. And what's funny is, the person that beat them was Khalil. One of the players they traded was Khalil Mack. So it's like, which is kind of a divine justice because they, honestly, because let's be real, that Khalil Mack trade was dumb. Stupid. For reasons I don't know. You should have paid him his money. You could have had it. Your defense would be probably better off instead of drafting all these dumb draft picks. So, and the thing is, right now, I guess they're trying to figure out, like, I guess, I don't know if Mark Davis is like, well, I kind of want him to play. I kind of still want him to play. And kind of, because Mark Davis and John Green are technically like homies, like they're boys. And I, I understand. Hey, look. I get it. You want to stick with your... I get Mark Davis. The Mark Davis point, he was like, look, he's my dog. I want to stick with him, my dog, okay? I get it. You want to stick with your boys? I get it. I understand. I understand. I understand. I get it. But, dog, if one of my boys... Listen. If one of my friends ends up saying some disparaging shits, I gotta I gotta call him. You gotta call him out, and you gotta, like, tell... You gotta check him. You should have checked this man and told him, like, listen, John, until this is clears, we can't have you coach. You are going to be on, you're on leave, you're on suspension without pay. We're going to suspend you for a game or two and definitely let someone else take over. And let someone else take over. So, personally to me, it's like, the, they actually did the right thing. They actually took care they actually should have handled that whole situation. Right now, Mark Davis pretty much had no choice but to fire him because I feel like it was like either NFL was pretty much coming at him and told him like, "Hey, either you fire him, or we're gonna force your ass out of out of ownership and fire, or, or we're firing him with cause. Either you're firing him, or we will." So, John Gruden had to go. Had to go. Is he ever going to work, play? Is he ever coaching the NFL again? Nope. Is he going to coach in college? I don't think so. I say the only thing he's coaching is probably in some high school, somewhere in the goddamn, probably in Alabama or some shiz, because let's be real, it's he's probably going to a school where, high school where, where the boys be the good old boys, you know? So that's probably there. So, but in terms of his career in the NFL, take the left. Take the L out of lover, brother. Out of lover. His career is over. It was over. His career in the NFL is, is done. Like, to be honest, like, and let's be real, the main thing that John Green became popular with, he was coach of the Raiders. They took him out. The Raiders fired him. Trade, pretty much traded him to the Buccaneers. He took the, he took pretty much Tony Junji's team, who was the coach at the time, took his team to pretty much the Super Bowl, pretty much to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, because the team they faced was, oh, John Gruden's former team, and the Raiders didn't even try to change their offense, offense, or in anything in their game plan prior, so, in their game plan, 
and kept the same signals. So, all right, thanks for the free Super Bowl, Bill Callahan. Oh, thank you, Bill Callahan, for pretty much getting a free Super Bowl for me. So, and he rode with that career for a few years. He rode as an analyst. Now, I will say the one thing I will criticize is ESPN. How did you not do a background check on this dude's emails? Like, how did you not know he was sending emails like this? Like, so, my question is, like, like if, he, if that just came out, like, while he was in ESPN, I think some cases they would have they taken care of, took, probably would have gotten rid of him. Would have gotten rid of him earlier, but other than that, it is nuts. So, I feel like it's bad that they actually, I don't know. It's a lot of things about this. I'm just like, look, the NFL needs to do some shiz. They're going to have to change some shiz up. And hold on a second here. I think I missed him. Come on, you son of a squirrely. Come on. Alright, whatever. Um, anyways, moving on. Sorry. Delpho Roach. All of a sudden... Small little roach came crying. I'm like, I need to get this fucker a minute, but I want to keep talking. But I'm gonna move on from that. Uh, John Green, did he deserve to be fired? Yes. Uh, his career is over. Same thing. I'm hoping like Dan Snyder's career is over as owner of Raiders. The man should be should not own a team. Should not be the owner of a team. Um. So yeah, let's uh, move on. So I'm gonna say let's move away from NFL stuff. Let's get into um, let's go into the NF. Let's go into the whole uh, U of L men's basketball thing. My personal opinion is like this is the they NCAA said that their the U of L men's basketball program will know what their punishment is of the whole like. Of the entire of the uh, Brian Bowen scandal, and will and will get their announcement in spring of tw- next year, uh, in the spring of 2022. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, what the fuck? Does how? Why are you waiting, delaying this thing? We already know what your decision is, and like I can tell what decision is going to be. I personally believe. The NCAA is going to give up, is going to give U of L's men's basketball program the death penalty. I feel like that's what they're going to do, despite the fact that now it's like basketball play college athletes now can get and can do NILs now can do NILs now, and the fact that this is that's what's happening now is now kind of bullshit, and the fact that they're literally going after U of L for this shit. They are hitting U of L like the hardest. Yet Kansas was was involved in etches. Arizona was a part of etches. Like many and multiple other schools was a part of etches. We are somehow getting hit the worst. We got hit the worst. Like if you don't know the Katina Pal like the Katina Pal, like Andre McGee thing that was going on with strippers strippers in like dorms which I say 
which cost uh, Rick Pitino and Tom George their jobs, uh, their jobs, which I personally don't believe that is, I personally don't believe, I think a lot of people can agree, there's no way those things happen because the men's basketball dorm rooms is Billy Minari Hall, which is named after Rick Pitino's brother-in-law who died on 9-11. I do not believe that someone like Andre McGee, who was a former player of Rick Pitino of UofL during Rick Pitino's tenure, he would do something like that in his dorm room. There is no way. No way. And I feel like it, if it is true that Andre McGee did this, I don't think Rick Pitino knew Rippito surely couldn't know anything about this. Neither did Tom George. I believe, I believe what happened is that that uh, the former president, uh, James Ramsey, probably was jealous that he, that U of L was getting more was getting clout basically because of Rippito and Tom George. And this man was like, "Oh no 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 no! You are going to Jerry Krause my ass? Fuck out of here! I'm getting both of y'all. I'm." Create some scandal, get your ass reactive because if you don't know, Jalen Ramsey was was charged with embezzlement of funding. So, a funding. So, I believe he used that money, that embezzled money. He probably kicked it over to Andre McGee. He somehow, and Andre kicked it to somehow has knows Katiapal, and somehow that's how that happened. I believe Jalen Ramsey is responsible for that shit. I swear you, I think that's the that's a conspiracy. That's a conspiracy on that thing. That's my conspiracy theory. As the one time I would do a conspiracy theory ever on the show. This is a Jane Money Talks conspiracy theory on that whole thing with the U of L scandal, that whole Katina Powell scandal. Which, by the way, to me, it, like Katina Powell, that bitch is fucking retarded. And that's one time I will say this: that bitch is fucking retarded because. Why are you still in the city of Louisville after this scandal? Because, listen, if anyone in this whole city actually saw Katina Powell, I'm probably sure the first instinct is to beat the shit out of your ass. Jump your ass. And I'm talking, it would be that fight back meme. Just that fight back meme. Just fight back. Fight back, bitch. Fight back. Fight back, bitch. <laughs> like, as I would, I would jump... Uh, her ass should get whooped on site. Like, I, every single day, anytime you see Container Pal, is like, anytime Container Pal is that, hey, who was that? Oh, that's Container Pal. Hey, yo, Container! <laughs> Seriously, beat her ass up and toss her ass in the, in the goddamn, drop, drag her ass to fucking Indianapolis right to Mark Emmert's office and just tell her, like, yo, Yo, Mark, this your bitch. <laughs> like, fuck out of here. Like, here. I still say this. We shouldn't have taken that Final Four in National Title shouldn't be taken away. Shouldn't have been taken away. Seriously. Seriously. Like, literally, at least this shit was consensual. Baylor had Title Nine violations of multiple allegations of, what's it say, GAPE. G-A-P-E. In case of YouTube. G-A-P-E. Okay? Gape, okay? Gape, okay? Multiple allegations of gape and sexual assault. And basically, they did hardly anything to Baylor. Only thing that was they did was pretty much fire the head coach of the football program and the basketball program. That's it. They didn't do anything else. 
Michigan State was pretty much harboring a pretty much known pedo, pretty much a known pedophile, in fucking Larry Nassar, and kept him hired. And I don't know what, and I don't know if they did anything with him. North Carolina at the same time was pretty much, pretty much just giving people giving these players paper classes, and they hardly gave them anything. And they actually won a national championship in a final four, and went to a final four in the same breath. So I say this: it's like punishments for punishments for U of L, but none of for you all. But none for you all. Fuck out of here. Fuck that shit. NCAA is fucking bullshit and fucking garbage. The NCAA, so I said this right now, I actually agree with Bob Hung saying that the NCAA, that all the Power 5 conferences should stop participating in the NCAA tournament. The NCAA can go fuck right off. Let's be real. You make billions of dollars off of all these players, all these players, and they can't get any anything like pay for their education, pay for, at least get food, more, at least be able to act, better access to food and books and living, and living a life, because if basically, like, very few make it to the NFL and the NBA, any pro leagues, at least give them something, some form of compensation, something to where they, like, feel appreciated, because some cases, some of them don't, aren't want to be there for an education. No, let's be real, about 99% of all student-athletes aren't there for an education. They're all here to get that college experience, which is pretty much drink, smoke weed, and fuck. <laughs> Let's be real. That's what I feel like majority of them are doing. Like, just to get drunk, smoke weed, and fuck. <laughs> so, that is pretty much to my opinion. Okay? Let's be real. They want to they wanna go to college for... All of them are going to college for experience while playing playing their sports for four years, and then if they make it to the NBA, they make it to the NBA. If they don't, it's like, well, this degree is like pretty much a backup plan. It's kind of a backup plan. That's fine, but in terms of like everything else, let's be real, they go through hell. Probably go through hell. Like, they're up from seven. Like, their schedule is a goddamn slave. Is pretty much a goddamn uh, pretty much a Seriously, their like athletic career is a is a whole other shift on top of their education. It's like they're doing two jobs basically. Understand? This is like how it is. At six a.m., they get up, have to go watch film, and do some work and do some workouts till eight a.m. Eight a.m. They have, if they have a chance to get something to eat if possible from nine to like fucking two. They're doing classes. They're doing classes. Then you got from three to six. They probably do in fucking. They're practicing then from six to like whatever. They're doing study. They're studying. They're doing their homework and shit. Pretty much, friend from 10 p.m. to six. They're asleep. They're sleeping. Some of them probably hardly got eaten like one, two free meals. Barely get have a chance to get two free meals in. They're two free square meals daily and daily and from like. And then from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. we're pretty much asleep, or either, or at least the smart ones are. Others are pretty much partying all fucking night and barely getting an hour of sleep, and then run it back 6 a.m. again. Like, run it back at 6 a.m. again. 
Like, that is their fucking day. That is probably a day of a college athlete. I don't... I'm not saying that's kind of... I'm not saying that's what it is, but it's probably what it is on average. And that is something like... They should... And to me, they should be compensated for going through that stuff. So, personally to me, that's what I believe. Personally, that's what I believe. Um, so I'm like... I kind of agree with the... I like the NIL deals. Um... NIL deals, but to me, I'm like, but my point is this, like, UofL, let's be real, you're gonna give us a death penalty, just go ahead, fucking say it, like, UofL gets a death penalty, we can just go ahead, and let's be real, I feel like this, if we are going to get the death penalty, that's fine, I'm just saying this is, I would like the death penalty, because for us, let's just get ourselves our reason, listen, I, I say this, Chris Mack, he's a alright coach, but he is not ready for ACC, he's not ready for, like, and ACC, like, listen, 20 wins isn't enough, isn't make a national champion. Doesn't make a national champion. Doesn't make a national champion. And it doesn't matter how good you are in tournament. If you can't win, like, if you can't maintain, like, a 20 to 25 win season consistently, and at least, and you're, like, and you get, like, top three seeds, you shouldn't be knocked. You shouldn't be knocked out of the first round. You should be competing. You shouldn't be in like the semifinals or at least in the fucking finals of the conference tournament. Not be knocked out in the first fucking round and expect to get a national chance. Get a chance to be in competing in a tournament. Yeah, yeah. You weren't gonna Louisville. Did I think Louisville was gonna make it in the tournament? I mean, there was a chance, but they needed to win. I say winning the tournament or at least getting a good spot in the tournament. Or at least getting a good placing in the tournament would have sufficed in a spot. But no, you lost in your first game. You got a top four spot and you lost in your first game to a Duke team who didn't even, who sadly in the next day didn't even actually couldn't qualify because they actually ended up getting tested positive for COVID. So, other than that, and then one of the things is you are an alternate. So it's. And the only chance of really playing that game was if one team in the first round ended up getting positive, testing positive for COVID. And it's like, okay, then, all right, Louisville, get in here. You're an alternate. Come on in. play. You get to play such and such and the next 12 hours. You don't have any game time, prep time, for whoever you're facing. So it was like you pretty much, pretty much made it a wasted season. Even though to me, I'm like, even though to me, I say that. The 2020 season, NCAA season, ride it out, like to me. I'll say this. Baylor, you won that championship. Go ahead. Take, if you're out there, celebrate that victory. Celebrate that tournament win. Celebrate the tournament win. Little Kentucky pretty much should just accept the fact that should have just moved on from that fat season. You guys lost from handedly. You guys... Yeah, you guys had a nine-win season, but let's be real. It was a season where pretty much you had neither one of us had much of a crowd anyway. So, fuck it. Just let's just both agree. Like, listen, we'll take the we'll UofL will take the L, take the W on that one. UofL will take the W over y'all. But everything else, you can just just accept the season's over. <laughs> that season was a lost cause. So, ride it out. <laughs> Truly, so same thing with Calberry. He's riding off, so he's riding it off. So where are my thoughts now? So my thing is, 
I feel like U of L just take the. I say if U of L happens, if you want to fight it, go ahead. U of L do what you got to do to fight that thing. But if the appeal still, if it stands, still stands as we are, we got the death penalty. Let's just take the let's take that year one two years, all one two years whatever, and just two three years whatever the hell. Just and use that as a hard reset and just get a new coach. To me, who would I want to be the head coach of the new head coach of Louisville? At, if if there was a rebuild, uh, depends. I would love. I say in this case because of. I say listen, we are we have a new regime, we have a new AD, we have a new president. Listen, I say this, Rick. Listen, all I say is this, Rick Pitino, please. I'm we're asking you. Just come on home, baby. Come on, come on back. Come on back. Just come on back, man. Come on back. Or we can just try at least snatch Calipari. I mean, that's one thing. We could snatch Calipari. Listen, do I work? And I know we were thinking, like, wait, you want to? Yeah, let's do. Let's do what we did with Patino from Kentucky. Let's bring in Calipari. Let's see if we can snatch Calipari. Calipari and Alex Vera. Would I ever be asked with five star recruits then be mid average to with three stars? I would be an ass team with five stars on my roster. Roster, fuck it. Get all the five star recruits coming to Louisville? Fuck yeah. So, fuck yes. Um, if neither one of those happens, I'm like, I say there is one choice I can think of, and I think it could work. It's a long shot. I would say Luke Hancock. Like, let's see if he... I wonder if he can be a coach. I want to see if... I would like him to be a coach. Or someone. I don't know who it will be. I just know it's like someone... Bring someone in that is going to work with... It's going to at least bring Louisville back to the greatness it was. So, back greatness. And I don't know who it is. But that's something in the future. Whew. All right, we've been, jeez, we've been at this for two hours straight. I'm, and I, I did this no water, no drinks, nothing. I left drinks behind me, but man. All right, so I think that's about. I think that's a good day closing that episode. That's, and that's episode twenty two, I believe. I think this is episode twenty two. Episode twenty two. Yes, it is. This is episode 22. So, hope you guys enjoyed that. That is episode number 22 of the J Money Talks Podcast. Saying Thank you guys very much for listening and or watching. Uh, if you guys... Uh, uh, all I'll just say is be sure to leave a like to uh, on YouTube or at least leave a like on or on uh, to Spotify know share this share the video and the audio and the spotify to anyone on your social media pages uh and um yeah subscribe man and please subscribe man we and because i'm actually going to want to because i'm going to be doing stuff with this channel i'm going to try to do more videos frequently i'm probably going to be doing some vlogs type stuff small vlog stuff because i'm going to start doing more like uh try to do more stuff with um do like workout vlogs. I'm actually gonna try to. Vlog. I'm definitely gonna be vlogging the weekend going to Baltimore. That weekend, Baltimore with my family. So 
we'll be traveling around doing stuff and going out having eating the eating food and enjoying ourselves and having a time having a time or having a good time and celebrating my 25th birthday um also if you guys do want us uh if you guys want to send me like any uh gifts to uh to uh to me um i just give you i'll just shout out my cash app real quick here it is uh cash app is j money gaming 1996 capital j capital n money capital g gaming 1996 um 1996 paypal it is j money 2017 j money 2017 that is the paypal and Venmo, it is the same as the Cash App J Money Gaming nineteen ninety six, and um, yeah, you, you don't have any any of you guys don't have to send me like a crazy amount of money. You don't have to. I'm not asking like a, the minimum is like a million dollars or something. I mean, if you do want to send, if you are a million multimillionaire and you want to give me a million, I mean, I'll appreciate it. I will. I will gladly accept that money, but I'm sorry, but I will gladly accept my money, but I appreciate it, but I mean, you don't have to send me a crazy amount. You, If you want to send me a dollar, you can send me a dollar. If you want to send me a hundred, you can. Just, you can, any, any amount works. You don't have to send me anything crazy. I also will, I'll probably leave the, the links in uh, those, the PayPal's and Vemos in the description box. Uh, for both uh, the podcast on for YouTube and Spotify as well. So if you guys are so I hope you guys enjoy this. So be sure to leave a like, share this around with everybody, subscribe and or follow. And uh, yeah, your boy's back and that's that I said that's a, that's a, this is that new apartment energy baby. We we just went through two hours straight just talking just straight guts and everything and uh sorry it's not much but we'll get we're getting back into this your boy's back and we're coming in kicking kicking ass and we're taking names so till then my friends still till then my friends all i gotta say is now till then my friends goodbye and good Night.